the one habit critical for success. Find out on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by SEM Rush. Started in 2008 with one mission, to make online competition fair and transparent with equal opportunities for all. To find out how SEM Rush can help you compete with the big boys, go to servenomaster.com backslash SEM Rush today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. The longer you spend in any venture, whether it's an industry or it's a sport, the more people who fall away, the more people who fade into the existence, you know, people that I was masterminding with seven years ago, people that I was working on projects with and friends that I surrounded myself with over time, more and more of these people begin to fade away. Even people who experience kind of that magical early success that we all dream of. Everyone dreams of their first project just being a home run right out the gate. And for some people, that's how it is. Some people, the very first project they try is a massive success. And we see those people, we say, oh man, they're so lucky, they're so successful, they're always going to be a winner. But then two or three years later, they're gone. I know people that have gone from making a million dollars a month to living on the dole. And the question is, what causes that? What's the habit that's missing? And habit is really at the centerpiece of everything. And it's the reason one of the new books I'm working on is all about the idea of habit and how to create successful habits. And the core habit beyond anything else is action taking, trigger pulling, execution. This is the ability to look at a task and do the task to completion. Most people are quitters. That's just the reality of our world. Most people are looking for an excuse to quit or any justification for inaction. And I've seen this in every area where I've tried to improve myself, whether it's increasing my education, getting a better job, increasing my health, increasing and improving my dating life. It doesn't matter the sector. Anything that you could call improvement, whether it's personal development, professional development, physical development, doesn't matter. There are always people that are looking for an excuse. When I got my master's, when I graduated with my master's in applied linguistics and was looking at careers, I said to all the other people on the same course with me, I want to go and work at a university. I was in a course with 20 people and all 19 of the other people are currently teaching at the high school level. They were high school teachers before they took the course with me and they're high school teachers after they took the course with me. They spent a year on an educational course in the hopes of getting a 5% raise at their high school jobs. They put in a huge amount of effort, an entire year of their lives, paid a lot of money that will take them years, even with that raise. That 5% raise will take them 20 years to pay off what their master's degree cost them. But they all said to me the same thing. They said, oh, you can't, no one would ever hire you to work at the university level without a PhD. You have to do another four years. You have to spend another $100,000, $200,000 to even consider teaching the next level. And they all had all these reasons. Two weeks later, I taught my, was teaching my university, my first university. I've actually taught at several. And I was working, running a department six months later, one of the best universities in the world. So all of these ideas, these concepts that limit us, they're across the spectrum. It doesn't matter what industry, what market you're in. People are always looking for an excuse to quit. And it's the thing that 
destroys people. You know, I've been running my intern program for a long time. And I always ask people the same question. I say, can you complete the job? I don't care about your experience. I don't care about other things. I don't care about your education, your past, your history. All that matters is if, if you're someone, I say, do this if you'll do it. And it's always amazing to me. But even people, a lot of people make the biggest promises in the world. Oh, you'll see me. You'll never see a harder worker than me. I'm the ultimate at doing it. I'm the ultimate action taker. And then two weeks later, they're gone. They faded away. They just can't do it. They're incapable of the effort. So what you want to develop within yourself is the ability to take a task to completion. Now, you might be saying that you're not a quitter, that you're an exception. Now, listen, everyone is a quitter. We just don't quit at everything. See, we all have areas where we're successful, whether you're a successful soldier, whether you're a successful mom, whether you're successful at a different job, we have an area where we've succeeded. And so for kind of what we're looking at with Servant of Master is kind of the idea of succeeding at building your own business and generating your own new revenue streams. And so it's very easy to say, I'm already successful at my job. I already have a job that's going, okay, why would I do this? Why would I go and spend all my time starting a side project? That's kind of a core thought. And so that thought evolves itself into it's not worth the time or would it really work anyways? And we have other ways of manifesting it, but it all boils down to a, I'm not a quitter because I don't quit at my job, but I'm going to quit this anyways. And we've all quit different things. I remember when I quit high school football, the coach called me a quitter. Now I only played for three days. I joined up my freshman year. I said, Hey, let me give this a try. Now all the other guys on the team have been playing for years. It was the school year had already started, which means they'd all been training together for two or three months. And the coaching was, I would say subpar as in they didn't really cover the basics with me. They just kind of threw me into the team. There's a lot of safety stuff you have to know. And so they didn't really cover the stuff that's very critical for a new player, the right way to tackle safely, right way to do all these things safely. The other kids had learned because they've been playing for years and years. And I was already on another extracurricular program and they said, oh, there's not time for you to do both. You have to choose. And so the one I'd already been doing for a few months, I stuck with and the guy called me a quitter. Now I was in a situation where I had no choice, right? You have to do one or the other. And so, yes, I quit high school football. I'll admit that right now. But I thought it fascinating that he called me a quitter when I'd only been trying it for three days. And I was terrible. I was absolutely terrible at it anyways. But these are the things that happen. So everyone in life has things they've quit at. So I've absolutely quit at things in my life too. And that's one of many things I've quit and failed at. What we want to do is find a way to overcome this barrier, to break through the justification. So I could easily say, hey, I was on the high school debate team. I have a ton of trophies. I was a national champion. I won a bunch of different tournaments. So it's okay for me to quit football, right? I could justify it that way. The truth is that it was a time thing and the coaches both told me how to choose. But there's other things in life since then that I've quit or failed at or projects that I didn't put enough time into that failed for different reasons. So it happens to all of us. So we have these moments that cause us to quit a project. What really happens when you're working for yourself, when you're working as an entrepreneur, when you're on that independent path, you'll have a day where you hit the wall. You'll have a day where everything turns to garbage. And I'm not going to lie to you and say that it doesn't happen because it happens to everyone. Everyone has a day where they make a mistake and they lose a ton of money or they suddenly discover that the project they thought was perfect is not going to work anymore. One of my friends running a business for a long time, making well into seven figures and the entire business collapsed in a single week. Okay. 
industries change. We talked about this in a couple episodes ago. I talked about how sometimes there's a new law or a new election in the industry and you have to pivot. And he's doing a pivot, keeping the same audience, but pivoting into a new series of products. But these things happen and you have these days and you have two choices. When you hit that wall, when you go, it's not working, this isn't working. And this happens, it doesn't matter what industry and what project you're working. We all have horrible days. I have them too. I still have them. Pretend that every day is perfect will be a lie. It's not. We all have those days. I don't live on an island made of magical fairy tales. Yes, I live on a tropical island and it's wonderful, but we still have typhoons and cyclones and rainy storms and all these other things. That's life. No one's life is 100% absolutely perfect every single day. And that's what makes being alive exciting. We wouldn't appreciate sunshine if it wasn't for rain. When you hit the wall and you have that bad day, you have two choices. You can say, this is just a bad day. I'm going to get right back up. Or you can say, I'm going to quit forever. This is garbage. This isn't working for me. I got to do something else. I don't have time for this. 99% of people will choose number two. And they'll say to themselves, this isn't for me. This wouldn't work anyways. I'm not the right person for this. We create a whole cacophony of reasons for why we're quitting. But it really boils down to how we're reacting to a single obstacle. Oh, I lost $1,000 today. Oh, I lost $50,000 today. I lost a million dollars today. These are, these are things different people have had to say. I haven't lost a million dollars in a single day, but I've definitely lost $1,000 in a day to a bad mistake. I've lost over $500 in a single day to a bad mistake in the last month. Just do a dumb move. I made a mistake. I got the date wrong and it cost me more than $500. So it happens still. Man, when that happened, I felt like a real kick in the pants. Because I hate wasting money. I hate losing money. So we're going to have days where we feel all of these things, where you feel like it's all gone to garbage or bad stuff has happened. And when you have that moment, you have to decide who you're going to be. Am I someone who is going to quit? Or am I someone who's going to say, no, it's just a bad day. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to get back in the ring. And you have to make that decision now. The mistake that people make is waiting to make a decision until they're in the moment. Hey, I won't decide what I'm going to do until the moment arises. And when you do that, you leave yourself to making an emotional decision rather than a logical decision. And when we're in the moment, quitting feels real good because then we can say, it's not my fault anymore. I'm quitting because the program doesn't work. I'm quitting because Jonathan's a crappy teacher. I'm quitting because this doesn't work anyways. I never would have succeeded anyways, or it's all lies. There's all these other things we can say, but they're all wrapped around the core idea of I'm looking for an excuse to quit. Once you decide to quit, you can wrap it up in all these other accoutrements, these other bows and ribbons, you know? I never would have worked, or it's all garbage, or it worked for him, but not me, or it's totally a liar. We have all these other things we say around it, but the core thing is that we're looking for a way out. And this is how most people respond to obstacles. We see an obstacle and we say, okay, finally, I have an excuse to quit. Now, this is something that I do more for health stuff. I've definitely been working out. And then you have the one exercise that you can't do. And you go, oh, guess I'm done for the day. We're looking for that one. So I'm more of a fitness quitter than anything else. That's an area where I quit a lot. So I'm constantly on exercise regimes and diets and all these other programs because I have to really actively fight to stay healthy. So for me, that's the area where I quit the most. I'm being real with you so you can understand. Now, this doesn't mean that I quit exercising for life. I have a bad day or my back hurts. I can't finish a routine or I can't finish the DVD I'm doing. It doesn't mean it's over for me. It means I had a bad day and I'll come back tomorrow. Or sometimes if I'm hurt, I can't work out for a few days. That's fine. That happens. It's the quit forever mindset you want to get rid of. If you can take it off the table, if you go, no matter what happens, I'm going to see this project through to the end, then things become possible. Now, with projects, sometimes there is the right time to quit. 
because it's the wrong project. And that's a message for another day. But today we're talking about mindset and this key habit. See, I talk to interns all the time. And every time I have uh, my intern interview, I always say, look, the one skill I'm looking for is completion. Will you take this project across the finish line? If I give you a task, will you do it? If the answer is yes, then you'll become very wealthy. And the interns I've had who've stuck with it and done everything I've asked of them have all become wealthy. They all make six figures or more. They're all making at least $10,000 a month. But then I have people who, they make all these promises, but then after, you know, I give them something to do and they're like, oh, I can't do it today, but I'll take care of it tomorrow. And I'll give them something to do Monday, it gets done Friday. I already know as soon as someone screws around with the first project, I already know they're going to fail because it's hundred percent of the time. People who are not serious or who don't give it the level of focus necessary, they never cross the finish line. And I want you to be someone who crosses the finish line. I want to give you that skill. And one of the things that can be really helpful, and there's a couple of different tools that you can use to form really powerful habits is to create a mantra. For me, I mostly create mantras to deal with fear. So if I'm afraid of something, I have a mantra that says, uh, and this is what I say to myself over and over again. I do this when I'm really scared. I say, the fear washes over me and around me, but it does not pass through me. And you may have heard me talk about this before. This is a mantra that I've had for a decade or so. And it comes from the book Dune. It's a little bit of variation of one mantra in there. You can create your own. You don't have to use a science fiction novel, but you can have a mantra that says, I'm going to finish this, whatever it takes. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to take this across the finish line. I'm capable of completing this project. Create something that you can just say over and over again to yourself. And it's better to write your own than to just have one that you get from me. So that way it's kind of more real and personal and fits your language. And having something that you can say over and over again becomes a very powerful motivator. A second way to motivate and kind of lock in the habit for success is to create a vision board, which has specific numbers on it. Most people create vision boards, which are kind of just like basically a mirror of their worst selves. It's just a big board covered with pictures of expensive cars and models and expensive drinks. That's not what you want, okay? You don't want a vision board that makes you look like a jerk. What you want to create is a vision board that has two key elements. The first is a time frame. My friend, who I interviewed on episode three, Jim, who I've known for a long time, he used to have written on his wall, he wrote on his wall in permanent marker, five goals. He said, I want to have this much in a savings account, this much recurring income, and it all these specific numbers or really big numbers. I think it was like $50,000 a month, a million dollars in a savings account, a couple of other big numbers. And he hit all of his numbers. He wrote them on the wall and he wrote a very specific date by this date. When you add a date to a goal, it becomes achievable. And so what I want you to create, whether you do it on cardboard or whether you actually write it on the wall, however you do it, is to either have specific number goals or have like a drawing of like, oh, I want to pay off my debt. I want to own my house by this date. And, but start off with a goal that's six months or one year away. So it's not crazy. Don't set a 20-year goal. I want to pay off my student loans in 20 years. That's too much. Set a goal that's something you can hit in six or 12 months because you'll do it. When you have it reachable, that will motivate you each time. And if it's in front of your face, it becomes harder and harder to quit. See, we have these two parts of our brains and when it comes to habits. We have the habit starting and the habit quitting part of the brain. Now, Quitting a habit like, is really hard. Our brain's not very strong for that. Quitting smoking is hard. Quitting eating bad food is hard. But our habit for activating is very strong. So this is why when I talk about habits and this is why when you really dig in study habit creation, habit formation, habit understanding is that habit replacement is the key to everything. Replacing a bad habit with a good habit is 10 times easier than just quitting. That's why people who, if you ever go or you ever see people that like an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, they all smoke and drink a lot of coffee. They've replaced the drinking with heavy smoking or with coffee. They end up with a replacement habit. And it's usually the lesser of two evils, but that's what's happening. 
So I want you to begin to put in place structures for habit replacement. This is why I don't say to quit this distraction. I say, instead of doing this, do that. And that's what you want to do. So this is kind of a little bit of a way to bulwark. We're still, we have our one core habit, which is the habit of completing what we start. And we can put in place infrastructure, both within our minds and within our lives that make it easier. So setting up a vision board, creating a mantra, putting really specific dates on your goals. These will all help you develop this habit. And I want you to think every time you're thinking about giving up, say, oh, I'm going to give it up. I just want to go watch TV. Oh, I just want to do that. What's happening? And is it that your habit creation has failed? Is it that you didn't create a strong completion habit? If you have a bad habit that you'd rather do than work, you need to find replacements to put those in place. Replacement habits allow us to build up stronger emotional and intellectual infrastructure. Now, this is just kind of a beginning of the understanding of habit stacking and the structure of habits. So as you think about these things, as you hit those moments where you think about quitting, as you hit those moments, you think about walking away, are you just looking for an excuse to quit? And are you hiding behind all these other words? Because if you can become someone who completes any task put in front of them, then you suddenly become absolutely limitless. And that's the power of the one habit that you need to achieve success. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Follow me at facebook.com backslash serve no master.